Championship Podcast. I am Tim, and with me is my co-host Patrick. How you doing, buddy? Yeah, yeah, yeah! Hey, hey, hey! <laughs> Loja! <laughs> That's appropriate. There you go. So we are here, and it is it is the end of, of season two. And mm-hmm. uh, just like the first season, we got we got some awards we want to dish out of our of our favorites and things we liked throughout the, the season. final rankings. Yes, the final rankings as well. Tim loves reading off a list. Here we go. Uh, well, I think I the last season I didn't really feel like moving anything, but I could I think I could be haggled and convinced to move some of my movies and rankings around. I'm your Huckleberry. Let's yeah. go. Like I'll fight I, you for it. Sure. I, well, you don't have to fight, right? I, I'm, I'm, I understand that I have Buffy too high. Yes. So that's kind of my, that's my biggest thing that I, I know that I'm too much of a fanboy and too much of, of my own personal history, uh, with that movie. And, and uh, it's too high. I, I understand it's too high. Yeah. So I feel He's seen like, the light. Yeah, I feel like it could bring it down. I just don't know how much to bring it down. Am I deducting points or am I gonna do like the teacher thing well, where I just change the overall points that I don't <laughs> I don't have to, you know. <laughs> screw it. Why don't you go from your bottom to your top Tim? And and when we get to Buffy, we'll realize, yeah, I gotta bring that down. Yeah, well, I mean it's definitely not the worst. So it's 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 definitely no. better than split second. Okay, split second at number twenty. Yeah, it is. It is definitely Go on. the worst. Okay. Tim needs a drink. He's he's dealing with the pain of ranking Buffy lower. Just remembering split second too. Ugh. Um, <laughs> I got at nineteen. Twin Peaks Firewalk with me. I still think that is worse. No, but go on. Ah. Well, you you have it better than. Twin Peaks, but anyway, no, I mean like better than Buffy. I, I don't like. I think it's better than Split Second. Right, right. Yeah, right. Okay. Uh, go on, go, yeah, on, yeah. go on. Okay, eighteen. I have the Lawnmower Man. Mm-hmm. Still think that's fair. Um, okay, seventeen. Okay. I got Doctor Giggles. Right. Uh, sixteen. Clear Cut. Okay. And here's where things start to. Yeah, I bet. Okay. So 15, which I, I have pretty low. You have a lot higher. Uh, Raising Cane. Yeah, you're a real son of a bitch for that one. Well, you know what? Hey, I think you got to give me some slack because I feel like even you said the first time around not as much and you really enjoyed it a lot more the second time around. So I'm just, I enjoyed it the first time. I enjoyed it even more the second time. Well, okay. I, well, maybe I just need a rewatch. I don't know. It didn't always hit right with me. Um, okay. After that, it's better than Buffy the Vampire Slayer. (laughs) After that, I have the Vagrant. Yeah, I also enjoy that more than Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Uh, Then I have 13, Pet Cemetery 2. Mm -hmm. And then 12, The Gate 2. And here's the one you get really mad at 11, Hellraiser 3. Mm. And then 10. Tear your soul apart for that one. Yeah, 10 is Buffy the Vampire Slayer. So I feel like without a doubt, I definitely want to drop it lower than Hellraiser. I want to bring Hellraiser 3 over Buffy for sure. Yes! Um, yeah. I just I just don't know how much further to drop it. Oh, Tim, you're my favorite Cenobite. Let's go. 
Well, because I, I, I still feel like I could probably end up rewatching Buffy for certain things more than I'm probably going to end up watching Gate 2 or Pet Cemetery 2 or, you know, Ra- The Vagrant. I mean, okay. Ra- Raising Kane, maybe I could do another rewatch. So I, I don't know. I'm wondering, too, if I should bring the raising cane over vagrant pet cemetery to gate to and, and bring, I don't know. I just, I, that's where, that's my wiggle room. That's where I feel like I need to move stuff around. Okay. Lithgow compels you. Well, cause I understand that maybe. Palma. Yeah. De Palma. Maybe I needed to give another, another look. Um, I, I'll, I'll lend you that Blu-ray again. Anytime you want. Buddy. Yeah. I just don't know. Like maybe, Certain things didn't rub me the right way, and then with another rewatch, I can kind of get over it and appreciate it for what it is more, and I'll end up liking it more in a second rewatch. Mm-hmm. Is kind of my thinking, mm-hmm. and I just don't know if I'm gonna really want to rewatch the Vagrant, Pet Cemetery Two, or the Gate Two. Is kind of the thing. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that's kind of well. Let's so let's finish up your list, Tim. <laughs> All right. So at at nine is Kronos. Uh, mm-hmm. eight is innocent blood. Mm-hmm. Uh, seven is death becomes her. Mm. Six is sleepwalkers. Mm-hmm. Five is Candyman. Right. Four is army of darkness. Mm-hmm. Three is dead alive. Uh-huh. Uh, two is alien three. Right. And number one is Bram Stoker, Dracula. 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 All right. Well, should we start getting into our categories and we can like, you know, talk about it some more and then you can like readjust your list afterwards? Sure. That works. That makes sense. So do you want okay. to start off with best heroes? We usually start off with hero. My, my favorite horror hero of 1992. Yeah. You want to uh, go first? Sure. Uh, it is a slam dunk. Ash Williams in Army of Darkness. I have the same. Uh, nobody came no one else scored a five. He he got yeah. <laughs> Bruce Campbell, woo yeah. He was so without good. a doubt so funny. Uh, owns the whole movie. Uh, there is no movie without him. Out, outstanding performance. He's yeah, absolutely my favorite horror hero of nineteen ninety two. My my uh, other two that I had like if I your were, runner up yeah, who's your runners to, up if I were to nominate or whatever who would be the other nominees. Uh, would be Lionel um, from from Dead Alive. Uh, or, okay. Yeah, and uh, Ripley from Alien Three, and and my Ripley thing, got my runner up award. Rip Ripley was was number two for me, um, mm-hmm. but Ripley. Uh, my only thing is, as much as I love Ripley, right? It's not even her best one in the series, right? Um, for her, I mean, for the movie, all that, right? And and as much as I might like Evil Dead Two. It's the best Ash out of all of them. You know what I mean? I like two the most, but the third one is the most Ash greatness. Right. So I just I just felt like that was the right pick. I think so. I think we're in agreement. We're in yeah. total agreement here yep. so far. Totally. All right, Tim. So tell, tell me who your favorite horror villain was of 1992. Uh, my winner was Dracula. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Gary Oldman's performance as Dracula in Bram Stoker's Dracula just like, woo! He knocks it out of the park. Like, it's such an original take for something that has been done so many times and it's so memorable. I mean, exactly. The, the, the difficulty yeah. that he had in making a role his own that has been done like 20 times before. High bar. 
Yeah, and, and he cleared it. It was just like, yeah. wow. Yeah. And and it's still like I swear, I feel like a lot of times when we even quote Dracula type stuff, it's Gary Oldman that we end up kind of thinking of doing. Ninety <laughs> percent of the time. Yeah. Probably the other ten percent is probably Bell Lugosi, but yeah. Right. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, I think Or actually no, no, no. I'd say it's nine percent uh Bell Lugosi and one percent it's Leslie Nielsen and Dracula Dead loving it. <laughs> Renfield, you. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> it is a great one. Underrated yeah. <laughs> Mel Brooks. Uh, Absolutely. As runner-ups, um, I, had, for I had Candyman as my second one. Yeah. Um, I mean, he created a new horror icon. I mean, yeah, really did. No one else did that this year. Yeah. No one else. Without a doubt. I also had in this category, uh, for your sake, Pinhead. Oh, um, look at that. And I also had Marianne Charles Brady. Oh wow! What? <laughs> Look at you! All things I considered, but it was clearly it was Dracula. So I'm just I'm so impressed with how much you've taken to Sleepwalkers. <laughs> it's gonna be giving away a different category, but yeah. Oh, all right. Um, uh, yeah. What you got? Sorry. So, yeah. best horror action of 1992. This is another slam dunk. Wasn't close. Dead alive. Oh yeah. Okay. I was wondering, I was worried. It was like, is he going to say like something like Army of Darkness or something? Um, no. <laughs> it's clearly Dead Alive. Yeah. Yeah. No. Dead Alive was. Wow. <laughs> yeah. It's there's so much action and things going on. It's overwhelming at times. And the only movie in this uh, that we've watched in this season that genuinely horrified me, too. I, I, I laughed. I became I was genuinely horrified and just in awe of the level of gore. Oh yeah, <laughs> I mean it's other it is, otherworldly. <laughs> if you uh, are squeamish about gore, I absolutely yeah. recommend watching Dead Alive. It's something that just break you through because yeah. it's like it's portrayed in an, it's such a comedic over the top sense that you just become desensitized to the whole thing pretty much pretty quickly. Like, it'll be yeah. Very hard to shock you after this. Yeah, as soon as you think you're kind of used to it, then the whole ending action sequence happens. <laughs> Yeah, and that then, last half an hour is yeah. perfect. But then you even almost get desensitized to that because there's so much happening. It's yeah. easy to miss stuff. Uh, but yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I need to watch it again. Yeah. I didn't even have a runner-up. I did. What was your runner-up? I, I, I only had that. Uh, Hellraiser 3. Okay. Hell that on makes Earth. Sense. Uh, there's lots of good, fun gore in that movie. Lots of great action. Uh, Pinhead goes ham on that people in the club. Yeah, he uh, does. That's true. <laughs> There is flesh flying all over the place in that movie, and it is a good time. And I, Tim hates it, but I love me an ice dagger. <laughs> oh, yeah. Did not like that part. Uh, I thought there was some great stuff with the chains, with the hell chains in that yeah. scene. I really dug that. But then there's like the other parts with the ice and then like the CDs. <laughs> and you're like, oh, so there's like parts that suck you out. And then there's Tim, parts that are like, that was awesome. This podcast is over if you're going to say anything bad about CD Cenobite. <laughs> I'm done. I'm done I'm with not. you. I'm just saying the sequence where the CDs are flying around him looks rough. And yeah. it looks about <laughs> the same rough as the ice cube uh, or ice death or whatever. But then again, I, it's, it's sandwiched with stuff with the, the hell chain stuff where you're like, that was gnarly and awesome. It's just so perfectly 90, early 90s. I'm like, yeah. oh, I love this so much. It really is. It's funny. It's it was, such a time capsule. It just came up on one of my social media horror groups that I'm in of like behind the scenes stuff. 
I am. It's so funny to see some of these pictures of like all the Cenobites, like all like chummy and smiling, but they're all these <laughs> these garbs and get up and the makeup. You're like, this is so weird to look at. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so Tim, who was your uh, your best horror supporting characters of 1992? Uh, so the winner was for me Alien Three. Uh, Dylan. Dylan. Yep. Dylan, played by Charles S. Dutton. Dr. Clemens, played by Charles Dance. 85, played by Ralph Brown. Morse, the only survivor, played by Danny Webb. And Warden Andrews, played by Brian Glover. Just a powerhouse uh, supporting characters in that movie. Just like, it is filled to the brim of like interesting character actors just doing great work. And wow. I have the same. Actually, yeah. I have the same pick. Um, I it it was pretty clear um i i i was it um dylan uh dylan or whatever right um charles is done yeah yeah is, is he's just so great and i didn't even bring up my my man pete postlewaite lance henriksen yeah uh you know holt McElhaney, who has a small part uh, just like wow 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 it's it without a doubt these side characters elevate the movie to a whole other level yeah. And I don't think there is another movie that really comes that close to it. Maybe Bram Stoker's, but there is one for me. Yeah. And you'll be surprised which I, what I picked. What's that? Uh, I said Luke Perry in Buffy the Vampire Slayer <laughs> as Pike. Wow. Yeah. Was the next best supporting character because he, he basically saved the movie for me. It's from being unwatchable. It's like he was wow. really funny. Yeah, you did really like I mean, and he he was really great in, in a lot of that. But yeah. But I yeah. that's that's basically what, what I had as well. Yeah. All right. So yeah, Tim, you're next. The, so the best horror movie of nineteen ninety two. Dracula. Uh, Dracula. Yeah. yeah. Bram Stoker's Dracula for me as well. My runner up uh, was Dead Alive. Uh, yeah. Mine was Alien 3. Mm. But that's kind of where we had ours swapped because your number two movie was Dead Alive. Mine was Alien 3. Yeah. And I'm right and you're wrong. Uh, <laughs> I don't think there's a wrong way to go for number two. It's kind of, I don't think I could, anyone's really wrong. On second, I don't know, best. Tim. Does anybody kick ass for the Lord in Alien Three? It's a very good point. There is some some religious people in Alien Three. They're fighting the good mm, fight, but that's a good point. Actually. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but yeah, I mean, I don't think there's a whatever because Dracula was <laughs> best. Say, you could also say Van Helsing was kicking ass for the Lord. There's a lot of ass kicking for the Lord in 1992. It's a good point. It's a good point. Yeah, yeah. Or I guess that would be his uh, his previous reincarnation. Yeah, but it seems like well, let's not get into it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. So, Tim, what was the most memorable horror action sequence for you? For me, uh, that we covered this year. For me, it's Dead Alive. Um, and you could you could pick so many parts in Dead Alive. I kind of yep. went with just the lawnmower sequence. Oh, okay. Because it it it. I mean, I was almost picking the the priest and I kick ass the Lord. Um, but. <laughs> But the lawnmower thing, I think, is just, it's so unique to the movie. <laughs> and so it's just, it's a whole thing you're not going to see anywhere else. And it's such cool camera. There's so much gore. Uh, there's legit, like, scare almost. Like, how the heck is he going to make it out with all these people around him? Uh, there's, there's, there's a lot of great stuff in that sequence. 
so for me, the one that I wanted to highlight the most, the the one, the only scene that uh, actually legitimately caused a physical reaction in me is the eyeball. Uh, this, uh, well, before the, no, uh, <laughs> the, the, the pus and the custard. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. That's what it was. I knew it was something <laughs> around that scene. Yeah. He, yeah, yeah. 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 The pus and the custard and he eats a big old glob of it. And <laughs> oh, just yeah. like, to this day, I'm thinking about it and I want to puke. I really do. It is really unpleasant. Oh, it really yeah. is. <laughs> but regardless, but movie, it look, I mean, we're, we're both picking the same movie. <laughs> It's yes. Just, it's such a hard movie to pick which sequence was the best. There's so many memorable it's, ones. It's the one that's going to stick with me the longest just because I'm reliving. I haven't rewatched this movie only the second time in my yeah. life. Which, bad job by me. Um, just like, oh, that's going to. Yeah. Yeah. It's real, <laughs> real nasty. Real gross. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. As, mm-hmm. um, so who got best kill? Okay, so um, best kill. I did the uh, the rib cage death in Dead Alive. Yes, same. <laughs> the greaser ripping out the guy's rib cage. Yeah, just outstanding bit of gore. The way I he's mean, like unbelievable. At it happening to him. I love how yeah. that happens in that movie. <laughs> yeah, it's so it's much fun. So good. Yeah, it's hilarious. Uh, there's a lot of great kills and deaths. To go, I know. I was like rereading my notes for like. Well, that was really good too. Yeah. Oh, but that one. Oh, oh. it's hard to choose (laughs) the the dude's legs that get eaten off. There's just bones moving around. (laughs) Yeah. So good. There's so many great ones. And I'm not even. Baby, uh, was was it stool? Stewin. Oh yeah, yeah, stewin. I think it was stewin, right? Like controlling that woman by like a mecha or after yeah. he pops through her forehead. It's <laughs> like, oh my God, that's incredible. Stuff I have never seen before, haven't seen since they made this movie. Just, oh yeah, for sure. We need to get Peter Jackson back into horror somehow. I need to bribe him. You would think he would have at some point, right? Because he's definitely dabbled it more in his earlier work, right? He's just having fun making documentaries, like waving his giant dick around New Zealand. Like I... Yeah, this, I guess. I was like... I can do whatever I want. I made the Lord of the Rings for the rest of my house. I can do whatever I want for the rest of my life. Yeah. I am so set. I saw this like one quick thing with Stephen Colbert on his show where... Because he's... I guess he's like a giant nerd when it comes to Lord of the Rings. <laughs> to put mildly. Yeah. And like, I guess he had like, what is it? Uh, Mary and Pippin or whatever on... And like he wanted to like have like a quiz contest against them about Lord of the Rings knowledge, and he had Peter Jackson like do a video like asking the question. It's oh, like yeah. that. And of course, Peter Jackson's like in his home chilling. It's like this guy had like whatever. Yeah, no, he's never leaving New Zealand again. Yeah. I, listen, Colbert, I think can actually like, read Elvish, so I would not screw around. <laughs> it's like no. There is, uh, did you ever listen to the strike force five podcast? No, it was really funny. There was an end of one of the episodes where they were like, okay, Steven. And they just asked him a Lord of the Rings question. And they all just left (laughs) as he went on. (laughs) That's good. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He never minds talking about it. (laughs) No, not at all. Yeah. So Tim, what was your toughest call when you're doing the wrap up here? Uh, I mean, I kind of went on was, was, uh, how low I had Hellraiser three. 
uh, yeah. is, is my toughest call. And that's the one that I'm struggling with and wanting to move up. And that's, that's kind of where I'm at with it. Mm, all right. Which I'll kind of save, I guess for the end is what we're talking about. So mm. I really didn't have one. Uh, sorry to punk out like that. Like, like, I guess like giving Ripley the runner up instead of, uh, Van Helsing and Mina. Yeah. Uh, but uh, you know, it's you know, one performance that carries the whole movie is stronger than two shared in my opinion. So that's why I gave her the runner up. Yeah. I feel like most of all these categories is pretty much like, Oh, this is the winner. Yeah. Um, we're pretty simpatico. <laughs> yeah. We're pretty close to being almost the same except on Hellraiser three. Which again, I'm considering moving up might not yeah. be where you have it, but I mean, yeah. I can't wait. To, I'm gonna I'm gonna force you to watch Hellraiser four sometime soon. Oh no, Hellraiser in space. That's the last theatrically released one, right? That is correct, sir. Might Don't be. ever watch any of the other ones except hey, for like the the new reboot from Hulu. Don't watch any of the other. I like the reboot. Stuff. I watched the reboot. Reboot was good, but yeah. like all the direct to video stuff that still had Doug Bradley in it. Yeah, don't watch them. Please. Okay, I'm good. Yeah, yeah, totally. So, what was your favorite first time watch that we covered this year? This would be more interesting for you, considering uh, there are so many. There was a lot more for for you. Yeah, for me, it's Sleepwalkers, without a doubt. Yeah, it's hands down Sleepwalkers. Never saw the movie (laughs) before, and I was really worried about going into it. I was like, I don't know if I'm gonna like this movie, and I had a blast watching that movie. And it's it's my season's class of 1984, without a doubt. Awesome. I'm gonna have to turn you into Stephen King fan yet. Maybe get you to read a book. (laughs) Even with all that incest, it was a lot of fun. (laughs) <laughs> and it's a bit of a drawback it's a bit of a drawback yeah yeah uh so i have innocent blood rated higher yeah overall but i think my favorite first time watch is the vagrant the more i think about it oh really okay i'm, I'm surprised just, yeah i know i kind of regret rating that one as low as i did i kind of wish i put that one higher because it the more i think about it and how weird it is yeah. like it doesn't but like it doesn't work all the time so i'm like yeah but it's so different. <laughs> it is different. And I think it, and I think the weird thing is, is it's so much more unique and original and interesting and it doesn't always work. And, and it's kind of the same thing with innocent blood. It doesn't mm-hmm. always work, but I, oddly enough, as much as innocent blood would have had a lot of great going for it, the vagrant probably <laughs> was closer to accomplishing what it wanted yeah. to do. Than I agree. Innocent blood. But Innocent Blood uh, just had more fun, I think, overall. Yeah, higher production value and all that stuff. It definitely yeah. costs more to Loja, make. Uh, but I like mean, if, yeah. <laughs> if I had redid it, like I would probably have it like just below Kronos, like uh yeah. in, in the overall rankings. Like I would have it shoot up a lot higher. Like it needed a bit just, more action or horror or something to go more throughout, and that was a big lacking part of the movie. Hmm. Uh, so what did you think was missing from 1992? What what uh, what was Hollywood? Where did they drop the ball? Uh, there was no Freddy or Jason movie. <laughs> that that's that's all you got. Yeah, that's that's uh, what that's what's missing. There was uh, I felt like what we did for first season. What was missing? James Bond. And I think for for this genre, what's missing? You don't have the tentpole like villains. Well, There's, there's no Freddy, there's no Jason, there's no Michael Myers. Like the none of the big big people are there as much as I don't like Michael Myers, but <laughs> um none of the big swingers are there. Well, uh let's see. We were 
one year, uh, Freddie died the previous year. Freddie, Freddie's dead. Right. And Jason went to hell the following year. And we were a few years away from the curse of Michael Myers, which is bad. <laughs> <laughs> I might have been in the wrong state for that movie because I, uh, except till the end, it really lost me. But there was a lot of that movie that I was laughing and having a good time. Yeah, that movie loses lots of people because it is chopped to hell. Oh, it makes no sense, uh, especially towards the end. But like till then, I was laughing and having a blast with it. But I was probably in like a Jason Kelsey at that last football game state. So um, okay, yeah, you, know. you just you just saw young Paul Rudd and you just couldn't get enough. Maybe <laughs> uh, for for me, it was like there wasn't enough like serious horror movies. There's a yeah. lot of horror comedies, or horror action, and yeah, for sure, without a doubt. <laughs> I, I could have let you know, like someone taking this, the genre just a little bit more seriously, and not like winking or sarcastic humor or taking the piss out of horror. And like, like I understand, it's like you know they're dealing with the coming over past the eighties, like. Just, but a lot of these movies were just still using either the same tropes or making fun of the tropes. And I'm like, right? Can someone just make like a ghost story here or something? Or like some? I, <laughs> I yeah. need something just a little cleanse my palate. I think that's a good call. Like I, and I feel like most of the serious horror movies are in our top five. Um, and it, and it really drops out without a doubt. Yeah. That's a good call. Uh, so Tim, your, your favorite category, best remake potential. Uh, I said innocent blood. Mm-hmm. I just think, um, you could, you could go movie or TV show at that route. Um, just have a definitive, are we going to take this more comedic? Or are we going to take it seriously? Uh, is our character actually hating themselves? Are they enjoying it? Uh, you know, making decisions on these things that were problems with the original makes this such a more entertaining idea, you know, like vampire and, and taking out the mob with bad people. I mean, it's, it's like an early Dexter idea just with vampires, you know? Um, hmm. and I just think that would be a really interesting thing to, to explore. Yeah. I think that movie innocent blood left the most meat on the bone. Right. As far as what could have happened. I kind of wanted to say the vagrant, uh, has potential too, but mm. good luck finding anyone as good as Bill Paxton. It's, yeah. Would, that's a tough call. How can you recapture that? Um, would be the biggest problem. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's like, mm, I don't know. I agree. I agree. And I think you have a point like, because again, it's like, it's almost there. Those are the two movies that are like, there's, there's something here, but there's, they don't quite nail it. Yeah. And it would have been a great attempt at another swing, but I don't know how you do it without Bill Paxson. You need to find someone as charming and that that's, but can, I can do so much. Yeah. That can pull off the zaniness and the patheticness, but, like you still like love him and want to cheer for him. Like it's, it's an enigma. Like very few people can pull something off like that. Tall order. Yeah. Tall order. Yeah. Uh, biggest difference between horror movies of 1992 and today. Um, I actually put a question mark here. I guess you might've already said it. Like I, I maybe just, I think there's more serious takes right now. Um, but I couldn't quite put a finger on this one, actually. Yeah, I was, horror today seems to be more interested in finding new ways to scare. I yeah. mean, just the variety in the kinds of horror movies. I mean, you know, granted, True. a lot of the stuff you know, was invented like 
decade ago plus. Well, I think streaming helps too, right? Because there's so much more horror content now. Yeah, but like like I said earlier, I I feel like the genre was still relying on a lot of the trusted tropes of the 80s. Yeah. Running with the same stuff or just making fun of it. And it just like, it felt tired. And a lot less nudity overall uh to today's horror movies yeah i mean they're, they're still putting out so many more pg-13 horror movies trying to like well i mean com- for everybody from compared to the 80s where there was a lot more oh sure yeah, yeah. It's um, def- well you know we had <laughs> you remember this is post aids yeah so like if there is a sex scene someone is actually grabbing a condom to show you it's okay <laughs> which always one of my favorite parts about late 80s early 90s He's like, right. let's get the condom, which is something like they just gave up on. Like, like in Dr. Okay. Giggles, probably the most memorable condom moment of the whole season. <laughs> yeah, yeah, best condom moment of the season, Dr. Giggles. Congratulations, yeah, your one award. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so now that we've gone through it all, I got nothing. Do you have anything else? Um, oh, I think, well, I did have a couple others. Uh, one was most deserving slash satisfying death. Uh, so I thought that was a little bit different than best kill, but which one were you the, I thought was either the character was like, Oh, I'm glad that person died or just, I just, that the way the person died or whatever was just the best. It's kind of how I kind of thought of it. And I have a toss up, um, between uncle Les from dead alive and Paul Rubens from Buffy. Oh, wow. Okay. Uh, not what I thought you would have picked. Oh, really? Yeah, no, I, I would have guessed that you would have picked uh, Mr. Fallows from Sleepwalkers. No, because the conclusion of that was so disappointing. Uh, well, he still got his hand ripped off. It was great. Don't worry, I love that part. I, but I didn't even <laughs> nominate that. I actually, I have my nominees for this category is Uncle Les from Dead Alive, Gus from Pet Cemetery 2, JP, Hellraiser 3, and Paul Rubin. I was going to say JP, too. I was thinking about yeah. that one. Like, those, yeah, that guy so, sucks. Yeah, <laughs> those are all those my red nominations. red cowboy boots. And, and, I, and as much as um, Paul Rubin's character didn't exactly suck, it's just such <laughs> such an amazing death that I, I had to put it in the nominations. Don't mind talking about that again. <laughs> Ooh, ah, <laughs> boom, boom, boom. Uh, like it's just so great yeah <laughs> so what do you think because those are my nominations do you agree with my nominations yeah okay most um, deserving sad slash satisfying death yeah so you said jp who oh sorry i have um uncle les from dead alive gus from pet Ooh. cemetery 2 jp hellraiser 3 and paul rubens buffy uh yeah i mean the paul rubens <laughs> Uh, dying was it's kind of hard to be perfect it's pretty yeah. amazing <laughs> <laughs> uh, i mean it's it's hard i i mean most like if you it just depends on how you're it's the most satisfying maybe not the most deserving so it just kind of depends on how you read the question right so i don't know <laughs> yeah no i exactly i yeah. mean like i don't know uh paul marshall like feeding uh her abusive boyfriend jp to yeah <laughs> Is pretty damn cool. It and that pretty it, satisfying and deserving too. So yeah, yeah. But yeah, I kind of was thinking Paul Rubens myself. Okay, I agree. <laughs> okay, you got um, anything else? And then let's see. Was there anything else? I feel like there was one more. Oh, I had best jump scare on here. Um, 
Do you want to know what I went with? I only had one pick. Yeah, go ahead. What? Yeah. Candyman with the hook through the medicine the cabinet in the mirror. Yeah, that's a good call. Yeah. That's a good call. I think that was the best one. Uh, yeah, I think you're right. Because you're thinking that the mirror is going to close and be a jump scare, and then nope, boom, hook's coming through. Like, mm-hmm. it's a nice little jump scare. Yeah. I agree. Okay. And that that's all I have. All right, then. 92, done. 92 is done. New decade, new genre time. I know. Um, so I guess we are going to do comedies next, right? Right. But first, we're going to take a short break. Right. Yes. We're a short break uh, with the holidays and everything like that. We kind of got a little behind, so we need to catch back up. Um, but I don't think it'll be that long of a break. No, I'm thinking like four weeks or so, just a month. Yeah. Tim coaches lacrosse in the spring, so we got to bank some episodes so he can uh, miss if he has to. Yes, for sure. Uh, coaching, you got Valentine's Day, all that kind of stuff coming up. So, yeah, for sure would be helpful. Um, there you go. Yeah, so, yeah, comedies uh, in the 2000s is what we're going to go for. So I guess next recording, we'll we'll pick our, you know, pick our year. Mm-hmm. Should we remove 2002 as an option? Why? Just because it'd be really weird if we go 82, oh. 92, 2002. Honestly, I would call like the spinner rigged if we did do 2002. <laughs> That's kind of the thinking I'm at right now. Um, I might have a you know, freak out moment if it lands on, <laughs> on 2002. It'd be upsetting. Mm. <laughs> Uh, but it should be fun. I mean, we're because we're we're again we don't subgenre whatever, right? As long as it's a comedy, whether it's rom com, slapstick, mm-hmm. whatever, um, we're we're gonna try to go for it. I, and I guess similar categories that might be an interesting one. Yeah, so I guess action would count for just comedic things as well. I don't know. Uh, I probably wouldn't do like an action action comedy like that. Yeah. Depends on what it is. Just Just change it to laughs? I don't know. Like, if it's like a... What are those movies? Like, it was with Chris Tucker and Jackie Chan. Like, action comedies? Maybe. I don't know. We'll we'll go through it. Yeah. We don't need to talk about it on this episode. You're right. You're right. All right, you got anything else to add? Nope. All right, that is it for us. Please share your support for the podcast by leaving a review on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play Music, where you happen to listen to the show. Also, sharing is caring. Be sure to follow us on social media to get the latest show updates. You can contact us by emailing at filmbrochamp at gmail.com or find us by searching hashtag filmbrochamp. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Film Bro Podcast. Peace out, everyone. Hail to the kingdom.